been accepted for the mission field, but we couldn't go because the war was still in progress. So to fill in the time, there were uh, three couples and three si single people, nine of us in this mission school at Dubuque, Wartburg Seminary in Dubuque. Oh, it's Wartburg Seminary, too? Yeah. Okay. And there were these um, uh, missionaries on enforced furlough who were didn't have any special assignments, so they were available to come to Dubuque and be our teachers. Oh. So was it right on the campus yeah. or the seminary that you did mission school? Mm -hmm. classes mostly in the morning, I guess. January 29, 1945 was the first day. And the anthropology class was in the evening. A professor from the neighboring University of Dubuque. And this went on for until the middle of August. How many different missionaries? Uh, Reverend Mager, Reverend Hahnemann, Reverend Peets. I need your spelling. Uh, Peets is P-I-E-T-Z. H-A-N-N-E-M-A-N. Mager, M-A-G-E-R. F-R-E-Y-B-E-R-G. They weren't there all the time. They were there about six weeks or two months each. And what was the content of what they were teaching? Well, doc Dr. Brown, of course, talked about tropical medicine. Um, language. Yeah, language and a little geography, too, didn't he? New Guinea geography, New Guinea language. What was the language? The, this one was Draged. We never used it. G-R-A-G-E-D. But that was the one that, you know, there was a possibility. Some of them that were in the class yeah. used it. Now, did Amy attend these classes oh, too? Sure. Yeah. Oh, sure. Yeah. Both of you? Couples. Three couples. couples. We were the, this was the first time that Wartburg Seminary was co-ed. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, how exciting! Okay, and what did Pete's teach? Ethnology was another one. Well, it's okay. What it was kind of pra uh, really practical. So it was cultural adaptation to what you were going to meet when you got there? Or? Yes, that, oh, and yeah. then the practical matters of what? even, well, how to live in New Guinea. Um, like what? How to camp out, huh? <laughs> yeah. We didn't. Uh, we didn't learn anything about cooking with the the, 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 veg, the vegetables that were available there. We didn't learn that. We had to learn that ourselves. But they learned uh, oh, history of the history yeah. of the mission too. Yeah, and the methods too. Yeah, yeah the mission methods. 
Yeah. And then what are some of the mission methods? Well, it's um, the uh, approach to the group, not one-to-one, -one, but because of the social organization of the tribe, a group approach was better than one-to-one. -one. Okay. And so that meant you appealed to the group when you talked to people. So what did you practically do when you went into the community then? Well, we gathered the whole village together. And, oh, and really? As many as, and they usually were pretty good about gathering. And then uh, the main thing was to get them to um, give permission for a national mission worker to live come move in and live among them. I see. That would be the kind of the end goal. Yeah. In our, we referred to him as the helper. You know, that we were the or missionary's helpers, and they really did a lot of the work. Yeah, they were the front line, really. Well, tell me what the helpers were. They were people from the community? No, from the outside. From other. The first ones we had were from the uh, Finchhoven. How do I spell Finchhaven? F-I-N-S-C-H-A-S-C-H, okay. H-A-S-E-N. Finch was one of the early explorers. And the mountainous area was their mission field. See, so they, they sent... The, originally, when they started this method, it was they just went into neighboring villages. Now, that when they came into the highlands, that was a jump of several hundred miles. So that was really an adaptation of the method, but there weren't any n uh, near neighbors who were Christian. So they had to be brought in. Missionaries started the station, uh, and then these national workers from the old part of the field. Who were already converted. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They were Christian. And most of them were literate. didn't have any that were illiterate. Literate in their language. And they had uh, books in their language. And they had the Bible in their language? The New Testament. And then a, a collection of selected Bible stories that was used in the course of instruction. Okay, so then... I'm going to have to ask you some real elementary questions because mm -hmm. I, when you were at the mission school, they were teaching you methods, and this is all theory now until we get to New Guinea and yeah. you can tell us what practically happened, because yeah, right. this will be real interesting. So they taught you that you were going to be working with people that were converted, yes. in, and they would have a good background and be and be willing to go out and convert yeah. other people mm -hmm. and, and share their religion. Yeah. So that's you would really a sharing, uh, living among them. You'd, that's what um, this uh, man who really developed this method, he's kind of famous in missionary literature. What's his name? Christian Kaiser, K-E-Y-S-S-E-R, a German missionary. Because it almost sounds like what the Peace Corps did, too. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Yeah. Probably was. That's yeah. right, uh -huh. living with the people. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, so that's what our, yeah. he, he was called superintendent at that time. Later he was a bishop. He said, it's more important to, really the first thing is to show your faith. Yes. Uh -huh. And then later on when you've gotten a, an acceptance, then you can start teaching. Yeah. Words, so often when you, and even our children too, uh, when they, you mention missionary, they think of you as going out and standing out preaching, preaching. wherever you go. Well, it, it, I mean, there's a, there is preaching. There was preaching and there still is. But uh, there were so many, you know, you just lived with the people. And that's why it was so lonesome when we came back here because we were used to having people sitting out in the yard all the time and, and they'd stop in and they'd show their new babies and things. And, and here we shut the door. Yeah. I, I don't mean right here, but when we, we shut the door and there we were alone. And it, it's, it's just an adjustment, really. Yeah. Okay, now we're going to go back to mission school. Yeah. So Amy was part of this whole process of learning because the family was going to show mm -hmm. the natives what you were bringing yeah. by your example. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What a burden. Ooh. It's, it's a little bit living in a glass house. Yeah. yeah because you have to. Uh, uh, that, that was really a, a kind of a breakthrough. Many other mission fields, uh, like in China and Japan yeah. and mm -hmm. so on, it was pretty much the individual approach. And the individual approach was what, Roland? Well, just working with individuals. You find somebody that's willing to and work with them on yeah. their faith. Yeah. I see. One to one, that is. You're trying to convert this one person and then go to another one and then another one. And this was using what we know from social science about influencing the group. Yeah. Am I saying that correctly? I think that's right. Okay. This, uh, uh, in the very beginning, when the first missionary went in 1886, Mm -hmm. uh, they they kind of were used to from other fields what they had learned you you work with individuals but this uh, young Kaiser he came after about the work had been going on fourteen or fifteen years when he came and he was a, a very astute student of the uh, of the culture and he. Somehow he got the insight that people, you couldn't take them out of their tribal surroundings. If you took them out, then they were dependent on you. And they, you sent them back, they wouldn't have they anybody to... They didn't fit in. No. This is just an aside, but how many, if you know how many years Clara worked before he had one convert? Oh, I think it was 13 years. He was doing this one-to-one, -one, you see. Where was that? In this same area, same area. Ah. Before, before Christian Kaiser came, his name was Fleuro, and he was the, the pioneer missionary. Yeah, but he did. didn't have now, this. Now, let's record this, because this is... A t so you were there when this pivotal um, experience about how to spread religion... No, we weren't were there. That was in the before World War One when this... Kaiser came before World War One. Okay. 
All right. But the person who had been there at Finchhaven for, I got to tell you. You can count him the founder. Yeah, he was the pioneer, uh, founder or pioneer. Pioneer. Plural. F L I E R F L I E R L. And his first name? Johan. And he was at Finchhaven. Yeah. Can I tell you another aside? I'm working with the mayor, and I know it's okay for me to tell you this. The mayor of Glenwood. He has a picture of his ship at Finchhaven that he is so proud of. <laughs> in Glenwood, Minnesota? Yes. <laughs> What's his name? Hoplin. Oliver Hoplin. You know, I have distant relatives in that area. Do you? Yes, yeah. he's. It's just so interesting that these names all uh, come together. Finchhaven, and you mentioned that, and, and quite a few soldiers, or, yeah, soldiers. We're in Finchhofen. When we later, when we tell about this, we'll tell you what what a great thing it was for the Lutheran mission at Finchhofen. Okay, so jo Johann Flerl was in Finchhofen for 13 years, using the one-to-one -one method. Yeah. And this is prior to World War One, mm -hmm. do you say? Okay. Yeah. Prior, to, it was 1886 till okay. uh, so 91 is when. Uh, 1899, I think, was that first baptism of two or three boy, young boys. They came to live at, and go to, they tried to start school. You see, they didn't have any, there was no literature whatsoever. Uh, no it, written words. No, no nothing. No. Those, um, that was the, uh, well, the first task is to settle down and live there. But then to learn to speak to those people without any helps, just by saying, what is this? What is that? How many languages? Well, the, <clears throat> this was, um, they worked with one language there, although uh, it was called the Kote. You spell it in English, spelling K-O-T-T-E. And they gradually developed a little literature in that. But then when uh, this Kaiser came, he was kind of a, he was kind of a, you could almost call him a maverick. He was young and he had ideas. And, and the older missionaries, there were several older ones by that time, they didn't always agree with him, but he was, from what I have read and heard, you a very powerful, strong-minded individual and very intelligent. Mm -hmm. and he, he really got to understand these people. He, he lived, I think he lived in the bush a lot with them mm -hmm. and became proficient in the language. And uh, he was a prolific writer, too. He, I don't know how many books he uh, wrote about this. One of them has been translated into English. He wrote in German, of course. Oh, so he was from Germany. Germany. There weren't yeah. any Americans there yet. It was all German. Yeah. I <coughs> see. I wasn't getting that flavor. Mm -hmm. Okay, so in mission school, you were learning the method that Kaiser had developed, mm -hmm. and his base was Germany. 
But the mission field was New Guinea. Yeah. Yeah. But okay. by the time we were studying, there had been quite a few Americans Got it. there. Got it. Okay. But the, the beginning was, was German. So mission school, they were really using his method and expanding it because they were teaching you anthropology and really encouraging you to learn the culture mm -hmm. and to show by example what the Christian life was. Mm -hmm. That's right. You got it. Wow. That's, 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 the, that's the interesting, the good part of, of New Guinea. And uh, a, lot of the, a lot of the missionaries from other fields have, have, uh, have said, oh, that's... Papua New Guinea, that's where they baptized hundreds several, of people. <laughs> hundreds of people at one time. <laughs> and that's did, why. It did get to be that way, too. But now, some people criticize it, you know, how can you be sure that everybody is a believer when you're... Uh -huh. But um, the, the alternative is to pull them out of their own surroundings and that's not healthy either. Yeah. It was a, kind of a slogan of this, of this method is to Christianize the tribe. Uh -huh. And it wasn't as if they just said we want to be baptized like the Ethiopian. <laughs> they, they had a long, long period of training. And they, they didn't have books that they could, could uh, read. So they, they were illiterate. You know, and they memorized all of this by heart. That's and that's what you taught then, Ron? Did you go out and... Well, I was... Uh, what should I say? The, it was these helpers, national helpers, that did most of this teaching. But I would go around periodically and visit them and encourage them. And, and you checked them too. Yeah, days, yeah, I would listen to, the, listen to their recitations. And yeah. so you had to learn the languages. Yeah. Okay, I let's go back. I wasn't nearly as good as these helpers. Sure, they sure. Were, they were, you know, let's go back to the mission school, though, because yeah. I don't want to jump too much. I think this is just so intriguing of the understanding socially yeah. And, yeah. and using it, taking advantage of what we know socially. Yeah. It, it, was, it was impressive, all of the, the and, and we, we did learn, we learned quite a bit, really, I think, in that mission school. Yeah. Just the fact that they were teaching the wives the same method, isn't that kind of breakthrough also? Well, I guess yeah. it is. It was, it was just a, I guess you could say, happenstance that this all came together at one time. Yeah. These teachers available and we were ready but yeah. couldn't go yet. So it was a real good use of that time. Yes. Very exciting. Yeah. It was exciting. We had a nice group, and, and uh, we developed, you know, real close friendships. We were kind of like a family. Now, those three couples, I think you may, I'm, I think I may have it written down. Were your classmates, yeah. Rowan? Mm -hmm. Okay, and the wives' names, I don't think I have that. It's Martin and Florence Heist. H-E-I-S-T. Fred and Edna Shirley. They were the three couples. Helen. And then uh, single fellows, Gerhard Wrights. Yeah, I've name. got that name. Mm -hmm. And Alfred Walk. I'm sure you got him right. Yeah. And then the one single girl, 
Helen Sanders. She was a lab technician, but she couldn't go either yet, so she was taking this course too. Oh, she was a lab technician yeah. for the missions. Yeah. At SAU and what did I mean? S A N D E R S. Now, when you said doctor, somebody taught you about the tropical diseases. He was a physician, Roland. Mm -hmm. Was he a minister also? No. Okay, he's just no. a physician. Son, son of a minister, but surgeon. Who was teaching the missionaries to prepare yeah. them for what they would see? He, he had like been there. He went oh. through the Japanese captivity, was rescued by the American troops in Hollandia in the spring of story. That's okay, story. so yeah. you went to the mission school and learned these methods. Mm -hmm. Did did you have to practice it or did you do a lot of reading? Or? Quite a bit of reading. Uh, and uh, in anthropology I had to write a term paper. <clears throat> but we had a lot of time to socialize too. Where did you live? Well, we, we lived off campus and there was no facilities for Women, yeah. <laughs> in the dormitories. We had a an apartment in an old mansion the first two months or three months, and then we found another one in a, just one apartment in a, the upstairs of a house where a family was living. And I 
and I think that was probably pretty popular post World War II. People were splitting their houses up and making yeah, apartments. Uh, yeah, that was the housing we shortage. Used, we used her refrigerator downstairs. Yeah. We didn't have an upstairs. Yeah. Okay. So, is there anything else we should mention about the mission school? You graduated in August, then. Well, it wasn't really a graduation. We just finished. Just finished. And this course was just being kind of put together by happenstance of yeah. having these missionaries That's there right. and you being ready to go. There's no syllabus. It's yeah. A lot of their own experiences, you know. Yeah. Quite fortunate. Yeah. Yeah, that had, that had never happened before. Really? Other missionaries had done. Well, some of them, uh, like Dr. Brown, before he went out, he went to the School of Tropical Medicine in London for, and also in Tübingen for oh, just for training. Yeah. short training. Now, when you got your call for the missions, was that a lifelong call? Uh, well, that was the uh, that was the ideal in those years, you, you, because it was such a you know, it took so long to to learn the language and to get adjusted. Was that you would um, like this senior Calero? He spent forty-five years in New Guinea. So that really was your intent, both of you, that this was a lifelong call. Oh mm -hmm. yes, we and we didn't have short terms in those days. They weren't known. Um, I mean, my my. Knowledge of mission fields were Madagascar and China and South Africa, and uh, and they were never. They might have been six five year terms, but they were. It was a it was a Long lifetime term. commitment. Alaska was another field that might have been shorter, but we didn't even think in terms of of short term. Mm -hmm. It's uh, uh, you know there, you you're sent out on a ship. And uh, you'd have to come back on a ship too, mm -hmm. and, and uh, that, that took a long time. Yeah, there just wasn't flying like there mm -hmm. is that like the, that has developed in these years. So, what were your parents saying about, about this, both of you? Well, you said uh, your father didn't complain any. I remember that. He said if I one time he said if I if I didn't know that. That this work has to be done, I would say, I, I wish you wouldn't go. But he said, I I know it has to be done, and so he was. He never, he never really. He always was supportive, really. Don't you feel that? Yeah. How about your parents? Well, I think they were a little bit surprised at first. Do you remember telling them? <laughs> it must have been during the seminary, though, yeah. that they were informed. Then. Yeah, that's so. I wasn't thinking of it. That really, uh, when I started seminary, I thought I'd be a parish pastor in this country. Yeah. But then, then when these appeals came from New Guinea, that was pretty... I see. Pretty when the missionaries came back and spoke at the seminary, yeah. that was really the calling. Mm -hmm. And they, they made it quite... Uh, Forceful and dramatic too, yeah. really. And 
future I thought I could could never fit into that role. But when these ordinary they presented themselves as quite ordinary people and uh, had some really good stories to tell. And then uh, all the reading I had, or the limited reading I had done in, through the years, sort of was uh, prepared my thinking. And then the fact that five of us from this class were going together, that was Encouraging too. <laughs> I thought you were going to be the point man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's really interesting. But you know what you're saying is this: the, the method that you were being taught in mission school is what affected your behavior to become a missionary. Yeah. Yeah. You know, having an ordinary person come and saying this is important, and mm -hmm. you know, you can accomplish this. Like, um, this is, Dr. Brown showed us how to do it. <laughs> Don't record this, this is gruesome. But, I mean, we never had to do it, but it, it then gave us a little feeling of security, I think. So when Dr. Brown was teaching you things like emergency medicine, were all the class there, or did he teach just you as the nurse? No, no the, everybody learned everybody. that. Because the men were alone, some of them were alone on stations, and they had to do the, the medical work if they were alone. Did I'm they have to learn how to give injections? Some of them did, yeah. Some of really? Them injections, yeah. Uh, Ferris Delbert gave injections. I think Monk said he gave injections, too, but I don't, I think he must have given intramuscular. Yeah. But I think Albert gave injections. They, they, uh, they did a lot. It, there weren't very many men, now I say men, because there weren't any women at that time trained to be uh, aid, post, aid post orderlies. We called them doctor boys. In, in New Guinea. Yeah. In New Guinea, yeah. The classes were very small. Now, who was teaching aid post orderlies? This is sort of jumping ahead. Okay, well then let's not jump yeah, ahead. No, let's let's kind of, because yeah, I'm... I feel like I'm... That's okay. That's okay. That happens. Now, it's about noon. I think we should quit. Oh. Okay?